In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I'm your host, Fallon Carter. And today we have back with us Miss Maria Del Russo, the Director of Branded and Affiliate Content. And we have a newsletter. If you didn't know, folks, we have a newsletter and she writes it. It's called Say Yes to the Betch. <laughs> Maria, how are you? Welcome back. I'm so happy to be back with you. Remind me, when's your wedding again? June 28th, 2024. I am a oh, June okay, okay. bride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got, got time. time. We got time. We got time. Okay, we're fine. I had such a great time chatting with you, and I'm interested in your planning updates oh. and what's happening in your world, Squirrel. We've been doing so much. I feel like. I feel like I have slowly devolved into one of those people who like can only talk about their wedding. I'm like mm. one of those pull dolls that like you pull the string out of my back and, and it's I like seating chart. It's like wedding dresses, <laughs> hair trial. Like it's all I can talk about right now. But we're chugging along and I have to say we're in a pretty good place right now where I feel like I can actually start to breathe, which is fun. I dig that. Yeah. Well, and I don't feel bad because as a wedding planner, I would say – I have only my best friends are now all of my wedding planner friends because they're the people I can talk to about weddings all the time and they wouldn't get tired of me. Yeah. Like, so you're in a safe space. (laughs) You're not a puppet. You're just, this is your life right now. And it's real. It's It's like a new mommy. It's like, you know, when it's like, I want to only talk about the baby. So you're fine. Everything's fine. Well, this is now a safe space. So lay it on me, sister. What? What's been happening? Well, my big update is that I found my dress during my. <laughs> I know. You found it? I found my yeah. dress. I said yes to a dress, and I <gasps> found. I f- said yes so much faster than I thought I was going to. Oh. I found it on my first appointment. I think it was like the seventh dress that I tried on. Lucky number seven. It, How'd you know? I did not want to take it off. I did not want to take it off. I listened to the the podcast with the queen, Pina Torme, and I was just like, they, she talks about the glow. I got the glow. I was oh. just like really feeling myself <laughs> in that dress. Like, I'm not going to talk too much about what it looks like, obviously, but it was not... I wrote about this in the newsletter. I was not someone who like spent a lot of time planning on what I thought I wanted my dress to look like. I feel like that's mm-hmm. an expectation that like, oh, of course you've been thinking about this dress for your whole life. It's the most important dress you'll ever wear in your life. I had I've like- I've never thought of it. I have, I had like, <laughs> I was trying to put a Pinterest board together and it was everything <laughs> from like, from like super simple stuff with like things with big sleeves to like lots of embroidery. Like I was all over the place. They're like, so you like dresses. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> the one thing I knew I did not want was like the- poofiest I wanted it to be was an A-line dress. So I knew I wanted like either a sheath style or a mermaid style or something like that. And that's like the dress is that. But it was funny because um, I was down to two dresses that um, 
the one was the first one I tried on. Like I've never tried on a wedding dress before. The first one I tried on was one of the ones that was between. And then the dress that I ultimately wound up with and they were completely different. <laughs> and I knew that I wanted the dress that I wound up with because when I was putting dress number two on, I turned to the bridal consultant and I said to her, I think that this is the dress that everyone who's outside is going to like, but I think I like the other one better. And like, Hmm. and so I was like, okay, so now I have to take that other dress. And I really like, you know, her, she was great. I had an amazing bridal consultant. I went to a place in New Jersey called Castle Couture and it was amazing. I had a great experience. It was wonderful. And I, she said to me, she was like, you can't listen to that. And she was like, and you also will probably be surprised because you like the other one better. Your body language is going to change and they're going to be able to see that. And that's exactly what happened. Mm. was like the way that I was carrying myself in the dress. I actually brought my father to my wedding dress shopping experience because I wanted him there. Um, And he said he was like, you could tell that like you were wearing that dress while the Mm. other dress was wearing you. Um, So yeah, it like, I was surprised. I had another bridal appointment the next day that I was like going to go to just to like not get charged the $150 cancellation fee it would be to Mm -hmm. go. And everyone who I was with was kind of just like, you're going to confuse yourself. Don't do it. Like you found the dress, like walk away with it. If this is what you love and this is what you want, then you should walk away with it. And I did. And I'm thrilled and I cannot wait to put it on again. Love. How did you pick the salon that you tried your dresses on at? The designer who I wound up with is a designer. I could tell the designer. Her name is Julie Vino. Um, You cannot find her anywhere. Like this was the closest salon within like, I'm not even kidding, Fallon, like 200 miles that you could track down this designer. Where are her dresses? She's an Israeli-based designer. And like uh. what the, what the um, consultant told me is that like Israeli-based designers can sometimes be hard to come by. Um, yeah. But they make some of the best dresses. Um, they do. You know? um, so, I mean, Panina Tournay is, is mean, just one example. Another, yeah, I know. She, I had some of hers pinned to my Pinterest board, actually. But um. But yeah, so it literally was just process of elimination. It was either this place in New Jersey or like Rochester, New York. Yeah, or (laughs) Israel. (laughs) So it wound up like, and I'm happy because I wound up going with that designer. So like it was, it was just the right move for me to go there. All right. So let's take it a step back. You also created a Pinterest board. Yes. And through the Pinterest board, did you realize like, wow, I've been pinning a lot of this designer. This is someone who I'm gravitating towards or how did you stumble? Oh, okay. So, yeah. So it was kind of like, I really cast a wide net. I really, Hmm. like I, like I said, I had no fucking idea what I wanted. I was just like going (laughs) a thousand rounds. I was just like white dress. (laughs) Like I was considering everything from like, there's a vintage shop out in Los Angeles that only carries vintage wedding dresses. And I was like, Maybe I should sure. just go out there. Like, I had no idea. Um, I love so, that. I, know. I really love that. So I just kind of, you know, used Pinterest as a way to kind of focus myself. And, like, I knew that I yeah. was either going to narrow down to a designer who I really, really liked or at least a silhouette or a detail that I really, really liked that would then, yeah. like, set me on the path. And it just wound up that, like, Julie Vino was one of these designers who I really, really liked. Um, and, you know, I said immediately I had like seven of her dresses pinned on my Pinterest board and I was finally like okay like this is someone 
who I should do. And the salon that I um, went with also had some other designers who I was into, like Lazaro mm. was another one. Pronovius was another one. Mm. Um, so I, you know, I knew that I was going to be able to see a lot of what I wanted there. There. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, all of those designers are beautiful. Gorgeous. I'm glad that you found Me your dress. Me too. But, but tell me a little bit more about the family because you took your dad. Who else went with you? So I kept it very tight and I kept it mostly family. When I had okay. initially planned this, I knew that when I went to my first bridal appointment, it was mostly going to be family. Um, and then if I were to go to subsequent ones, then I would start kind of incorporating my friends. Um, mm. just, just because like, you know, I love my friend, like I love my friends and like they actually, believe it or not, my one of my closest friends, Lauren, who lives out of state, um, actually sent me a link to a dress that is a dead ringer for the one that I wound up with before I went. So she called it. And like, as soon as I had that dress, I texted her and I was like, you bitch, you found it. I should have used you in the beginning. I know. But but yeah, I just, you know, I, I think it was, we talked the last time I was on the podcast about like what it means for me culturally to get, be getting married and like the Mm -hmm. cultural implications of that. And so like for me and my family, it was always kind of like the people who go to your bridal appointment are your family or the people who are in your wedding, which is typically family in my family. Yeah. <laughs> um, but since I'm not having a bridal party, which we also talked about, I kind of had some room to play. So I brought my mother. Yeah. I brought my father, because, which is odd. I've heard that like a lot of people I don't, don't bring so. dad. No. But um, yeah. some of his friends were like, why were you there? And he was like, because she asked me, why else would I not? Like, you know, <laughs> of course I'm going to go. But I brought him because I know, like, my mother is very opinionated about what looks good and what doesn't. And my father is too. But I feel like my father would be the one who would be able to see, like, oh, mm-hmm. she loves this dress. And, like, this is the one that she should probably wind up He with. would be able to see you in it as opposed to seeing the dress. Of course. And he, yeah. he it also is helpful because I knew that, like, I could probably enhance my budget ever so slightly if, you ah, if my baby girl is happy then why, what's a couple extra thou like sure let's make this a thing but let yeah. me tell you he i am now like one of his favorite people in the world because my dress came way under budget for what oh. I, I yeah i came like about three thousand dollars under budget of what i thought it was going to be yeah what are you going to do with that bread are you going to fly first class like well, japan or something i <laughs> I let my mother split. I'm actually spending your money for me. I was like, that's actually what I, can I have that three K? Cause I have something to do with it, but go ahead. What are you going to do with it? (laughs) The great thing about it was that I like, uh, this is going to like not as sexy or fun or at all. Well, kind of fun, but like, my mom was able to spend a little bit more money on her mother of the of the bride ah, dress. Okay. All right. And all she right, found okay. something that she really, really loved. So I feel pretty good about it. But okay. um, but yeah, I also said to my father, we're getting extra disco balls now because I that saved part. three grand. So. That part. That part. <laughs> but um, so I brought him. Obviously, I brought my mother. I brought my cousin, Tara, who I was her maid of honor. And she is like my de facto maid of honor. Like I said, I'm not having a bridal party. Um, she's also not interested in being a official maid of honor. She's got two kids. She's married. She doesn't want to be told what she's to a wear. matron anyway. She's yeah, like, she's whatever. a matron. She's kind of just like, <laughs> if you want me to do a reading, I'll do a reading. But like, I don't need to like do the whole song and dance of being a maid of honor. So I brought her. My girl. I know. I love her. She's the best. <laughs> um, 
I brought her and then I brought my godmother and one of my other aunts um, because I really value their opinion and I knew that it would mean a lot to them if they were there. They're very important women in my life. So I just really wanted to be surrounded by people who like I felt like were going to lift me up. And then the other thing that I did was since neither one of my grandmothers are with me anymore, I brought pictures of them to put in the room with me, which felt really, really good. I know. I felt like their juju was there and their energy was there. So like it just made for a really, really nice day. It was great. It's beautiful. Yeah, it was really nice. So, you know. So you found your dress, but you canceled the other appointment and you lost 150? Um, technically I did not lose 150 because again, like I said, the people at Casa Couture were amazing. They took $150 off the cost of my dress, um, ah. which was nice. They were like, we'll pay for it by taking it off the cost of your dress. Oh. And I was like, okay, fine. That's like, saucy. Yeah. So it was great. So they wanted me to be, walk out that door with that dress and they made a good sale. Listen, I respect. They, they a made good, a great sale. I'm I made, a sales I respect person. it. I respect I do the too. sales hustle. I really do. I do. I do. So what are the next steps now? The dress is now going to be produced and you'll be receiving. What are your next steps? Like, what do they tell you happens next? So I'm, um, they said that about three to six months it will take for them to actually get the dress in store. Um, three to six. That's such an interesting gap. I know. Right. But it it was like actually shorter. I, I was very nervous because I, like I said, I'm getting married in June and my appointment was in early September and I was very nervous that that was not enough time because everything that everyone had been telling me is like, everything go now, now. you (laughs) must go now. And I was just like, what the fuck? But, um, but so three to six months and then I'll have to go in for fittings, which is yeah. fine with, you know, like I'm, I'm happy. I already got my, sh- like, as soon as I bought the dress, like shoes, earrings, hair accessories, I have my veil already planned out like that. Yeah, like now. it was, I, I really, I like, it was kind of incredible. The cascading effect of getting my dress, like what that did. It really clarified a lot. It clarified like what we wanted the invitations to look like we were between a couple of things. And then we like, we're like, okay, so if this is the dress, then like, this is what the invitation should look like. You know what I, and and, like, that was something I did not expect was Mm. how clarifying the vision would become after like getting the dress, you know, once you know what you're wearing, it kind of makes everything else fall into place in a very weird way. And now I'm like, like, "Mm -hmm." yeah, I'm kind yeah. of being like a little bossy about what my fiance is wearing. <laughs> I'm like, you have to match me, okay? Yeah. And I do find it interesting interesting some of our couples by the time I see their dress and I see what he's wearing, I'm like, so you guys didn't talk, did yeah. you? Oh, you had no, no conversations. Yeah. So, yes, make sure you're talking to each other and that it does complement each totally. other very, very yeah. well. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm really, yeah, I, I have like a very specific vision of what he's going to be wearing. And I think Good. that he's on board with it, which is great. Let's hope so. Let's, Let's do that. So. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. 
And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. Well, Maria, part of your other job, and I want to thank you so much for your recap, and I want to wish you all the best um, as you continue to plan your beautiful wedding, our our very own June bride. I know. but I really brought you here because I need some help answering questions. As you know, I have my own opinions. <laughs> you have probably your thoughts and ideas. We love receiving our emails. And again, you can send those to brides at betches.com. We am gonna read we're gonna read a few and we're gonna we're gonna take it from the top. So let's jump right on in. Is that cool with you? I'm so excited. Let's do it. Okay. Um, hi. First of all, I love the Betches Brides podcast and the Instagram account. It has made the emotions of planning feel normal and offered needed comic relief. I have two questions that are all in the hair and makeup feel. I did my hair and makeup trial. Hmm. At the moment, I was like, yeah, it's nice. But later, when I looked at the photos, I just felt like my makeup was off, but fixable. And my hair was messy and not me at all. I always wear my hair down, so it feels like I shouldn't do that. But I keep going back to the fact that I feel the prettiest with my hair down. My question is, what advice do you have for figuring out how you should style your hair and makeup? What do you prioritize? Is there a reason to do something different or stay traditional? And how do you give stylists feedback? I'm a people pleaser. Last... I have a bridesmaid who is super into makeup and her appearance. I found myself feeling a little judged when we were on my bachelorette party by her. She was constantly reapplying and redoing her makeup, and she was critical of my makeup and how I applied it and did certain things. How do you recommend ignoring feelings of judgment on the wedding? Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. I have Lock a lot of load. I have a lot of opinions about this. Mm, um, Lock and load. So, in terms of the hair and makeup trial, um, I I phoned a friend for this. Um, <laughs> my brother is actually a hairstylist, and he's done weddings before. He's not doing my wedding for reasons Good for that, him. For yeah, I, I want ones, him yeah. to just like <laughs> enjoy himself on the day of. But I asked him this question about like what should you do, and his number one thing was. If you do not like your hair, you have like it is your obligation to tell your hairstylist. <laughs> Same with makeup, like- because the thing about hair and makeup artists is that they want you to look and feel your best so that you'll post the selfie, you'll post all the videos, you'll talk about how great they are so that they can continue to get more business. A hairstylist would never want you to go like be at your wedding day not feeling 100% your best. So 
like you never have to worry. Like there are no hurt feelings among hair and makeup artists, especially if it's about like a hairstyle that is very personal to you. That feels like you. Um, So that is what you should think of in terms of like being a people pleaser. I get it. I completely understand. I actually went through something similar with my hair test as well, where like I thought I had an idea of what I wanted. And then when it was styled, I was kind of like, I don't, I don't know. Let's play around. And like, the hairstylist was like, thank you so much because I want you to feel good on the day of. Which leads me to my next point. I am wearing my hair down on my wedding day. I never wear my hair up. I feel like I look crazy with my hair up. I have weird bumps on my head. I do not feel pretty with my hair up. So I am wearing my hair down. My mother wore her hair down. If you feel the best with your hair down, then that is what you should do. Like, I, I I understand the thought process behind like, oh, we must do an updo because like it has more staying power and, you know, it stays off your neck. You could dance. You're not going to sweat. It's not going to fall, whatever. But hairstylists are very talented people um, and hairspray is amazing. And so you can really kind of have your hair down and it will still have staying power. And like, For me, the most important thing is that, like, I feel like my most gorgeous self on the day of my wedding. And for me, that's having my head hair down and I'm wearing red lipstick, which I know is not like a traditional look for a bride. But that's how I feel my best. That's how I feel like Maria. So in my mind, you should definitely like do what feels like you. And if that means having your hair down, then that's what you should be doing on the day of your wedding. Yeah, I think your first step is to make a call to your hairstylist, your makeup team, and just say, hey, I've you know thought about it. I've looked at some of the pictures, and I'm not feeling crazy about it. And tell them that, you know, I am a people pleaser, so I kind of I, – I really – I want to give another shot. I wasn't truly honest. And have a conversation with them. I, I think I say that a lot on this podcast. I'm all about having a conversation. Just really be authentic and transparent with them about – you sometimes aren't able to really speak up and Mm -hmm. really like let them let them kind of read your face let them know that okay they probably need to poke you a little more like are you sure you really like this but I would definitely say your only job is to be extremely honest about how you feel about how you look Um, because they're not they're not gonna know um and they're they you won't be satisfied and they won't be at fault because you didn't say anything. So you're, yeah. that's your only job is to say, I'm not liking it. I'm not digging it. So totally. make another appointment. Um, and then as far as this bridesmaid situation, oh, yeah. I, didn't even touch on I would say, <laughs> I would say, first of all, if someone is highly critical of you, it's, and the way that she's also reapplying and redoing her own makeup She's only being critical to you because she's overcritical of her own self. Ding, so ding, you cannot ding. you cannot yeah. take that personally. She's not her biggest fan, so she's definitely not going to be your biggest fan, and she's going to be super judgy. But I would have a com- conversation with her to mm-hmm. say, "Hey, I wasn't feeling and vibing the way that you were acting towards me during our event, and I want to mitigate this before we go into the wedding weekend." I look a certain way. You look a certain way. How I do my makeups, how I do mine, how you wear yours, how wear yours. God didn't make us the same. And that's what I love about it. So (laughs) I can, I think that you, I would love it if the words out of your mouth are loving kindness and generosity. A hundred percent. Deal? 
Yeah, I think, <laughs> yes, that deal. I think that that's exactly, that's exactly how I would do it too. I would just kind of have a conversation be like, hey, you know, and if they're a friend, be honest with them. Be like, I already yeah. feel like a little self-conscious about like being the center of attention and being all done up. And like, so I, this is kind of what I need from you on that day. And yeah. if they're a good friend, then they're going to be fine with it. A hundred percent. But I also have a feeling this is not the first time that that friend has shown herself to you. This cannot be the first time that she's been a little judgy or totally. overcritical of you. Um, so I would really be mindful about her involvement moving further because you want to make sure you're in a room with everyone that so loves you and has the best interest. Like, a hundred percent like girl you're gonna have a fabulous wedding i'm excited for your hair down Mm -hmm. i'm excited for this makeup redo Mm -hmm. um and it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be great all right we got another one so i met my fiance at a camp we grew up going to he proposed at the same camp so it didn't take much thought to decide to get married there i love cute i love it yes The problem I'm having is I have to say more than once to people that this is more formal event. Oh, so she's not doing a camp thing. Never mind. All right. I understand this is a summer camp with screened in porches, but I've envisioned people in their best surrounded by a million candles. How do I make it clear this isn't sundress and tacos? Uh, A Pinterest board. (laughs) Yeah, a Pinterest board. Um, I also found I have very specific ideas about like what people should wear to mine as well. My dress code is disco formal, meaning like Mm. I want you to look like your sparkly, most fun, best, but like still formal. Like don't show up in a Studio 54 looking costume like from Saturday Night Fever. I love Studio 54. I know, but like I I love it too, (laughs) but I don't want a costume. Like there's a difference between a costume and like – And a dress. And a reference, right? So so I think – so for me, I put it on my FAQ page of my website. I don't know if you have a wedding website, but I was just like ultra clear about what that is. Like this is formal, like you'll be perfectly dressed if you come in like a minimal suit. But if you want to add a little bit of flair, that's great. If you have a wedding website, I think that's a great way to communicate that as well. That like, yeah, we're at summer camp and we want you to like feel comfortable and cozy like when you're not at the wedding. But for the actual event, please wear your formal best. I like, I think that being crystal clear about that isn't rude. It's actually what people are looking for. And so whether that's on your wedding website or even as part of your details card on your invitation, I think that that will kind of help set the tone. Um, But I'm curious about what you think, Fallon. Yeah. I mean, that's, I love an FAQ page and basically your correspondence and your stationery. And I'm, if you're sending invitations, great. But usually your invitations can help set the tone of what to expect. And based on how formal your invite is, generally shows your guests kind of how to show up, if you will. And if you're saying, you know what, I'm sending electronic, you can still make, you know, the details a little bit more clear. Under an invitation, there's always a section that's like black tie, formal, uh, cocktail. So making those, those using those generic words to describe the attire is really the easiest way to do it, but I would even go a step further if you're having true concerns about what people may kind of um, internalize as formal or black tie mm-hmm. in their own world. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally, we create mood boards specific with attire suggestions um, using visuals. So that way it's pretty clear Ooh. what you want people to wear as far as length, where as far as 
I want you to wear a jacket and look at all the men on this board. They have ties. So you want to get, so creating mood boards um, that can be a QR code that can link to one, or you can have a link in your FAQ page. Like, hey, if you don't understand what black tie means, here are some more details. Click here for inspiration for your event. So um, I think it's really just showing visuals, but also just, I think people might get it if you just say, hey, just, it's a formal event. We're going to have some fun, but we ain't going to be in sundresses and tacos. (laughs) <laughs> I love I love the idea of linking to a mood board. I think I may actually do that. I may take that piece of advice. I love They're that. They're so fun. They're, They're so really much- fun. I love a mood board. Yeah. I love like I and when a when a place doesn't have a So I'm one of those guests that I I really love a mood board, especially for each day because some days the attires are different. Mm-hmm. And so I go to this wedding conference and that's the way they stagger the conferences. Each day has its own kind of color, its own theme and attire mode. And it's really helpful when packing. But also at the same time, it's like, I'm also one of those guests that when I go to my seat, I want to be placed with a place card and I want to know exactly where I'm sitting. So I'm a little bit of, um, I need a lot of hand <laughs> So, So I was like, take this with a grain of salt. So maybe your mood board may be two or three pictures, but if you want to really make it cool, make it for the entire weekend, what you'd like to see guests in. And this is where you can Yeah, I like that. And I like how you're saying that you need a lot of hand holding. There's something that I follow (laughs) in my life that is like, I need to make instructions as legible for the like person who needs the most hand holding. So Mm -hmm. if there is like one specific person in your mind who like, you are afraid is going to show up with in a sundress looking for tacos, <laughs> then, then like, how can you convey to without like, obviously sig- like singling them out? How can you convey to that person what they need to wear? And then that like, part. then you're covered. You know what I mean? Because everyone else will kind of be able to get on board with <laughs> oh, that. Suit. Yeah, exactly. And, I, and, and now I'm like, I wonder who you are as a person where you think you're like, are your guests like, just like, Julie, we would never wear anything formal to Julie's events. Like, I, it's like, I wonder how, like, how people see you or perceive you or how kind of lax you are in your normal life. And if this wedding is really kind of like a drastic juxtaposition to your, your everyday. So it should be fun if you're like, we are dressing up this one time, guys, everyone get on board. Then maybe you're, you're spending a little bit more on the correspondence on like, this is how you do it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I was like, I kind of want tacos though with this. Um, <laughs> I was like, I kind of, I kind of want that. All right, I'll read the next one. Hey, I'm a fan of the Betches Brides podcast, and I've been listening nonstop since I got engaged. We chose next May for our date, and I booked my venue because the place meant a lot to me and my fiance. It is everything I wanted for many reasons, but it is not a wedding venue. Uh So I'm limited in some capacities, such as manpower. They have an outdoor pavilion that is way too small to host a sit-down dinner for 220 guests. When I first met with them over a year... Before the wedding, to propose a wedding there, they told me that the current pavilion would be torn down and a new one, double the size with bathrooms attached, would be absolutely ready for my wedding. Now they are telling me, oh my God, this is giving me heart palpitations. Oh God. Now they are telling me the project may or may not be postponed and they will keep me in the loop. <laughs> I'm sweating. I am sweating I, uh, right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally about to start crying because this is oh like, this is literally giving me so much anxiety. 
I sent out the guest list with an understanding that I would have a building that could hold a max 250, not 150. Save the dates have already gone out with the wedding website attached that gives directions (laughs) and informs guests about lodging on site. That would have been covered. That would have covered about half the guests. I'm unsure if I should try to find another venue since we are 10 months out. 10 months out, girl. That's like a decade. And guess what? They still have to maybe find different accommodations. Or do I spend thousands of dollars to tend a space and move the ceremony and make it feel like any other wedding venue? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I need a Xanax right now. <laughs> I, I, girl, I was like, whoa. <sighs> Oh my I'm gonna let God. you take this one because my <laughs> my my advice begins with like an F Run! and ends with a K. <laughs> I like I like your um. So there are sometimes as a wedding planner where I really just want to be like, you know what? <laughs> I give up. Yeah. Like, I'm over it. I'm over yeah. it. Yeah. This is crazy. That's really um, messed up. I wonder mm. if there's something I want to ask. I have so many follow-up questions. Like, what does okay, the contract say? What that, does the contract that, say? My first question is, what did you sign on? Yeah. What yeah. did you sign on? Because if you signed on for a pavilion that um, was going to hold your number of guests, I feel like that contract is now null and void. If you, and like you are within your rights to find another place. You know and what get I your mean? money back and get your yeah. money back because they're reneging on the deal. So, but you know, that's contingent on whether or not that was actually in your contract. That part. Yeah. What did you sign on? If you signed on something that says there's a few ways you could work it. I know you don't want a tent because of the price, but at this point, I think the venue is, is in a, <laughs> they're in a situation where they might need to help you out. That part. <laughs> like yeah. mm, you pay no, for the, the tent. tent they pay for yeah it's like yeah. They, the venue needs to pay for the tent and figure it out but i think my major question is the accommodations because apparently lodging was on site but now there won't be lodging on site and that's a whole other like yeah. animal to deal with i wish i could have her on or him on to i was like i actually want to i want to talk to you and like get the deep of this because first question is Understand your contract. What can you do? Talk to a lawyer. Identify what you can do there. Identify what is the cost of a tent. And also look at other wedding venues to identify. It's just a lot of research right now. Look at all of your options. And once you have all the information, then you can make an informed decision. Like it actually would be better if we go to another venue because yada, yada, yada. 10 months out, girlfriend or boyfriend, whoever's on the other line of this email. (laughs) Honey, this is so much time. I've planned a wedding in like 60 days. Like it, this, you've got eight, so much time in the world. But I understand also moving 250 people that takes some time to communicate this too. So I would really get your ducks in a row before you communicate anything to anyone. <laughs> yeah. But move extremely fast so that you can say, hey, it w- like give yourself the next two months to get this in a good spot of like, this is the final plan at the eight month mark. You might need to send a follow-up, save the date or a follow-up email saying, Hey, by the way, <laughs> yeah. these are some changes. Cause I don't, if there's no accommodations on site, people can't book anything that doesn't exist. Totally. So yeah, but 
And I think that we like, I mean, like the silver lining of this is if there, if there is one is that like, I feel like post pandemic, (laughs) a lot of wedding guests are used to being flexible and having things change on a dime. So like, I wouldn't worry too much about, you know, obviously like you want to accommodate out of town guests, but if that part, it it doesn't seem like you will be able to now. So like there you're, you're, you know, you're up shit's Creek regardless. (laughs) You know know what I mean? You're you're in one right now. So I think the focus is really understanding what has the venue promised you via a contract that you've signed and are you able to get out of that contract and actually find another venue, hopefully within the next month or so. And then rework your accommodation plan, get that solidified, communicate to guests right away, and then take a nap really quickly and then pick up where you left off. Yeah. Yeah. Take a nap. Ew. I know. I want to hear an update to this. I need to know what's going on. Oh, this is terrible. But I think it's like a pro tip. Like if every time we go to a venue and they're like, yeah, we're building, I was like, mm mm. I'm not going to be the guinea pig that that's going to be on the other side of your building promises. Like uh, we've all seen, especially with during the pan or post pandemic, like shortages with deliveries. I have a friend of mine who just moved into a new house. No, she moved to that house a year ago. She's still waiting on a couch. That's crazy. (laughs) No, no, mm -mm. no, that's like, I I would have to put my head through a wall at that point. (laughs) Like I couldn't do it. (laughs) Like, Yeah. If, if you guys are listening and someone has told you that they're going to be building a new something that's hosting your wedding and you don't see it, it doesn't exist yet, run, my friends. Or put, <laughs> or put in your contract, make sure they put in the contract that if it is not done in time, they will cover the cost of whatever needs to happen in order for your, oh your guest list to be there. You know what I mean? Because to your point, this venue could pay for the tent. They should pay for the tent. I'm they surprised should. they're not offering to pay for the to tent. To pay for the tent. It's <laughs> wild to me that they're not doing that. So I, I think that if you're very dead set on a venue like that, just make sure the contract yeah. is shored up, you know? But it's also the bathroom. She was saying... There were supposed to be bathrooms attached. So now she's yeah. going to have to get bathroom trailers, mm-hmm. sh- like probably power needs. Like the, she's really building a venue from scratch at this yeah, point. So just tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Live long and prosper. Ooh. Oh, my days. All right. So, <laughs> okay. I think I, we need to lighten the mood because I'm sweat. I'm literally sweating. sweating. Oh, my God. That's giving me anxiety. This is a game segment because we all love games. Games are so fun. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to learn chess. I'm going to pick that up. Anyway. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) Can't do it. it. It might be as stressful as planning. planning Yeah, truly. Oh, my God. Um, Okay. So my producer has picked out a few of our listeners' unpopular opinions. And Maria, you and I, we're going to discuss if we agree or disagree. Yeah, rubs rubs hands. I love okay. this. <laughs> um, you should pay for your bridesmaids' hair and makeup. Oh, yeah. yes, 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 a hundred percent. I think so, especially if you have you're like everyone needs to look a certain way, or like that the part. hair needs to look a certain way. If you're like letting people do whatever they want, then like 
they could choose whether or not they actually want to get their hair and make. But if you are saying you must get your hair and makeup done by this person, then I think that you should pay for it personally. I 100% agree. Woo! <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, I can come to your wedding and do my own makeup. But if yeah. you want me to look like... Because when you take professional pictures and, you, and there's someone who's done their own makeup and then there's someone who has it professionally done, you're like, wow. Yeah. What did she miss? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's such, it's such a drastic difference. Even people are like, I can't, no, 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 no. It's a very clear difference in pictures. So just flagging that for you. I agree that if you want me to look stellar, you got to pay for it. Yeah. I love you though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Okay. Bridal party entrances. Are they tacky and attention seeking? <laughs> uh, well, we talked about this during the last time I was here. I don't even like bride and groom entrances. Like I'm trying uh, to figure out how to enter my own wedding at this point. Like, so. Just walk in. <laughs> so, um, I mean, they can be cheesy if you do them cheesy, but they could also be like simple and classy and like fine. And, you know, I don't know. I think they're delightfully unnecessary. Yeah. Agreed. But you're also asking the person who's like, please, no more wedding parties. They're so <laughs> draining and life sucking out of me. I know. But I also think there's a time and a place. And I think like for cultural weddings um, where there's the vibe of like an entourage kind of thing, like. Indian weddings. Yeah. I think Nigerian weddings are kind of like all of these are staples. Like yeah. you have to have these entrances of like massive amounts of people before the bride and get bride and groom gets there. It's just the culture. Sure. Sure. But, but... if it's like the like a, <laughs> you know, if it's like a bridesmaid and a groomsman walking and like pretending to hit each other with like the bride's the bridesmaid's bouquet, it's then giving, like I don't know no. that I need that. Yeah, it's giving yeah, it's a giving. heart no. So. Especially when I've had couples who are like, it's 12, it's 12 bridesmaids, groomsmen oh. or whatever, and they're going to walk in together, no. but there's a different song no. for, like curated for each. Pr- I'm like, you know, you know, what's not necessary? This. That. Like, it is. Because <laughs> you can't transition the song fast enough for them to actually hear it. To I was like, this is so. No. And they're usually drunk by then because this yeah. is post cocktail hour and wrangling that herd. I'd rather be planning this woman's pavilion wedding. I'd rather build her a new pavilion for her <laughs> this wedding. Poor woman with her pavilion. This, I know. I'm like, ooh, I cannot. Ooh, I want to hear that story. <laughs> but I would rather work with the construction team on site and help build her a new wedding venue than wrangle a whole bunch of uh, groomsmen and bridesmaids to walk. Like, oh my god, kill totally. Me. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I love that we agree. This is so great. This, this I know. is easy. It's almost, it's almost a little too easy. I'm here for it. You got to 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 our producers. We're gonna need harder questions next time. Okay, love you. <laughs> next question is: Just because you were my bridesmaid five years ago doesn't mean I have to be yours. Oh, interesting. 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 Hmm. I oh see. I'm like of two minds about this. Oh, tell me. So I tend to agree to a certain point because hmm. there are there are actually people like life is long. So there's <laughs> life. Is you don't long. say. Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more about that. <laughs> so like there there is like someone whose wedding I was in who I'm actually not 
inviting to my wedding. Just because the friendship <gasps> is, I know. But just because the friendship has changed, they've moved away. I have a limited guest list. They understand. Like, it's all like we just don't talk as much anymore. So in my mind, I'm kind of like, eh. you know what I mean? Like, so if you if your relationship with this person has changed so fundamentally that like you're not as close anymore, I think that's fine. Like I'm okay with that. I think that like you should be able to do it. The one difference, the one exception is family here. Like family is where that's tricky. And I feel like it's, Mm -hmm. it's always better to just kind of keep the peace and have them in your bridal party or just do what I do and don't have a bridal party. And then this is not a problem. (laughs) I would love for everyone to reference our good friend here, Maria, because she's so smart. And I told you this many a time. <laughs> no bridal parties ever. No bridal parties. There's, I'm they're, mommy they're, dearest oh. of the brides. No I mean, bridal no, parties ever. literally. <laughs> Shaking a, <laughs> an extra bouquet. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, we're in agreement because we're, I think we're of the same mind a little yeah. bit. Like, and five years is such a long time. Like, if it was like last year I was sure. at her wedding and I'm not, I'm like, well, um, yeah, I think five years is enough time for people to be a little bit new. Totally. And I don't think there's any. And also, even if it was a year ago, you can do what you want to do. Like, yeah. and you can tell her like, hey, my bridesmaids, I have so many cousins. It had to be all of them. Can you do a reading? Can you bring the rings down? Can you do a toast? Like, yeah, there's so many other ways people can participate in your wedding experience instead of being a bridesmaids or groomsmen. Totally. And it's up to us to see those really cool ways to create an experience and, and have them involved. So, yeah. And I also, this is fine. maybe they don't even want to be a bridesmaid. They anymore. don't. Because in five years, they're probably like, you know what? I'm 40. I don't care. I'm over it. Like, <laughs> I just want to get drunk at your wedding. Can I please just be a guest? Yeah. Um, I don't even think. I think I've been a, a bridesmaid's once. And I was like, I never have to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I agree. Like, they probably don't even want to be a bridesmaid. They don't. So. Yeah. I think that's the thing too. We always think like, are they going to be offended because I didn't ask them? And I was like, they're probably thankful. Yeah. They're probably excited because they don't have yeah. to pay for the bachelorette. They don't have to get a new dress. They don't have to pay for the shoes. They don't have to fly themselves to your wedding and pay for the hotel. They literally just save like two grand. Like they're yeah. happy. They're happy. <laughs> so just be honest with them. And I think that yeah. like, you know, I think that everything will be fine. I agree. We need an opinion that we disagree on, though, Fallon. Like, we got, I got to come back so we could okay. do that. <laughs> then, I, okay, I got one more question. Okay. Let's see. All right. Skipping the father-daughter and mother-son dance. But I, I have a feeling I already know how you feel about this. I know how I go. Shoot, shoot, fire, go. <laughs> okay. Again, uh, there's nuance to my answer, which is not fun. I know. If there's a re- if there's like a very specific reason why, like if mm. we ha- we had a, a a reader question that I remember the last time I was on about like a bride who had like a troubled relationship with her mother. If like for whatever mm-hmm. reason you don't get along with a parent, I think it's fine to skip. But I think that you need to skip both. Do you know yep. what I mean? Like I, I don't do. think that you can just skip the the um the the son and the mother dance and like do the bride and the father like I think that you need to do either both of them or neither of like you know what I mean like you can't just like pick and choose 
So, Especially if both parents are living and attending the wedding, like if yes. both sets are there yeah. and you do one and omit the other, it's like, well, what's wrong with them? Let me tell you, <laughs> let me, I'm spilling some, like a little bit of family Ooh. tea on this wedding, Ooh. but I had a cousin. Let who, me clear my ear. Go ahead. Go I, ahead. Yeah. I had a cousin <laughs> who did not dance with his mother at his wedding for myriad reasons. And that is some shit that is still discussed in my family. <gasps> so like, about how like yeah so so just think about that if you're gonna do one and then the other just like no mm. i'm like i have a crazy italian family but i don't think they're that crazy like it's giving no <laughs> like you have to skip both or you have to do both you can't do one yeah. or the other i am in agreement god damn. i'm 100 we, need, to, we need some spicier <laughs> takes here <laughs> I also don't, I didn't grow up with a father and Mm. the father daughter dance is something that I would love to experience that I can't. So it's like, I always look at other, I'm like, how dare you miss this opportunity? So I'm biased because it's something that I won't ever have. And it's like, what, like if your parent is deceased, obvious, duh, got it. Or if you guys have like a very toxic relationship or something like that. Something. But if you have the opportunity do it because one yeah. day you might regret. And also just think about all the people like me or people who do have parents that are no longer with them that they can't dance with. So, yeah. And it could also be yeah. like a shorter thing. It could be like, you don't have to dance the whole song. You know what I there's mean? So like, ma- th- girl, there's so many options now. Like I've mm-hmm. seen people choreograph cool things. It's, it can be upbeat. It doesn't have to be like slow and sad. <laughs> it can really yeah. be a time and you can also do combo so you can do them both at the same time you can mix match if you're like i don't want to talk to my dad all right then then we'll okay we'll all just dance in a circle in a group like (laughs) totally totally there are ways to do it that like are not as traditional that like may feel a little better agreed so have fun with it lean into it and always say yes to the dance because you might regret if you don't exactly um Oh my God, Maria, this has been awesome. I love hanging out with you. Me too. This is really, really lovely. We got to do it more often. I know. I mean, you got a dress now. Next, you're going to be like, yeah, we got that. We got this. We got that. The wedding's planned. I know. Um, (laughs) Well, guys, that's it for this week's episode of Betches Brides. Where can people follow you? Are we doing that? So you can (laughs) actually, so you can um, follow me on Instagram or on TikTok. Both are at Maria Del Russo and and you should sign up for the Say Yes to the Betch Brides newsletter. Yes. Um, you can find the sign up link in the um, bio of the Betch's Brides Instagram account. And I share a lot of spicy takes on that newsletter. Ooh, so, yeah. So you will right. really enjoy it. I love you can listen here and you can read over there and you'll get all of your Betch's Brides content. In, in lovely form mm-hmm. follow the show at Betches Brides on Instagram you can follow me at Fallon Carter Events be sure to rate review and follow the show on Apple Spotify or wherever you're listening now we'll have new episodes every single Monday so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode thank you so much for listening until death do us part Betches